As many of you know, I happen to be a hospital chaplain. I, uh, I serve those who served. It's an honor. And uh, aside from the normal Roman Catholic uh, duties, functions, giving sacraments, the communion, holy anointing, we have mass every day, and we do counseling as well for the patients, family, and staff. Apart from those Roman Catholic specific functions, I'm also assigned to the residential uh, rehabilitation treatment unit. We take care of our veterans who are wrestling with uh, the disease of addiction and all kinds of trauma. So in that unit, uh, we have classes, we teach classes. And on my side, on my part, I, I have spirituality classes and I also have uh, some self-improvement classes that I teach. One of them is positive mindset and another one is building self-esteem. So in our self-esteem class yesterday, the topic was my core self. What is your core self? What does the core self mean? The core self that is the authentic you. It does not depend on your achievement or anything else, anything external. It's the authentic you. That's what defines you. It's your self-worth. And people who have healthy self-esteem, they have a very strong, loving partnership with themselves. They love themselves just the way they are. That core self is a possession of every human being. You cannot compare you cannot compare your core self with any other, any other person. It's your gift. It is the unique you. And celebrated. So people who have diminished self-esteem, they tend to engage in or wrestle with thoughts of self-dislike. I don't like how I look. I don't like the person I see in the mirror. I'm a loser. Maybe someone told that to you when you are young and you believe you have been believing it uh, the, the entire time. You just engaged in self-depreciation. So the group is to help us change our thought patterns and start approving ourselves instead of disapproving ourselves. So in today's gospel, Jesus is inviting us to take a closer look at our spiritual core self. The spiritual core self. 
What is at the very, very center? That's where virtue is centered. That's where our spiritual existence is centered. And he wants us to spend some time there. That is in the heart. Jesus says, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the fathers and the scribes, we never enter the kingdom of God. What was the righteousness of the fathers and the scribes like? Self-importance, fighting for the front pews in high places so that everybody can see them and they feel good and important. Self-aggrandizement, claiming the right to tell everybody what, how they should behave. And that was their spirituality. That was their righteousness. And Jesus looks at them. He doesn't find a core, a spiritual core. It's not there. It's just images. What they wanted people to see. But, but deep down, their hearts were so far away from God. They did not have a center. They missed out on God's grace. Jesus addresses sin in the gospel the sin and we notice that the sins of the heart are the most serious and damaging sins that resentment the anger the lust the things that keep, keep eating us up deep within us you know the worst thing they can ever say about a person is that he or she is cold-hearted or hard-hearted. A cold-hearted person is not capable of showing kindness or compassion or understanding. And worse still, the hard-hearted person is not capable of showing pity, mercy, or forgiveness. And this is exactly what Jesus saw in the scribes and the Pharisees. They would be up in arms when he would do an act of mercy. Somebody is desperately in need of a cure. And just because it's a Sabbath, don't do it. You can die. They wouldn't care. Somebody is about to be stoned to death because of human weakness. You should die. Mercy is not in their mind. It's condemnation. When Jesus would, would be the guest of, of, of the Pharisees and allow sinners to touch him, they say, no, don't go there. It's against the law. Let them die. That's what Jesus saw. Cold-heartedness and then hard-heartedness. And the best thing that you can say about a person is that that person is warm-hearted. A warm heart is graceful. A warm heart is caring, is loving, is accepting. 
The warm heart is non-judgmental, reaches out. And it's so, such a joy to feel that way because when you feel that way, you have found God, you have found your voice. You know, at the end of the day, it's about the heart. It's what rests in our hearts. Our Lord is asking us to strive for the goodness of heart. And when we do that, then the good deeds will flow just as a good fruit will flow from a good tree. And those deeds will be true. Those deeds will be authentic. Those deeds will be impactful. And you can't get any deeper than that.